for a long time, right, as, as dudes, and I'm speaking from experience, like we've been taught how to mack on chicks, right? That's not the issue. But then we've never, I don't think we've, a lot of us have been taught how to then uh, nurture relationships. I have a dream today. Is it too much to ask you to grant us human dignity? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach? For so many, many years, we were told that only white people were beautiful. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground, that we will match you and we will override you. Black is beautiful. Bring which means don't forget who you are or where you came from welcome to black for 30 hey thanks for tuning in um so before we get into it um if you can just allow yourself 15 seconds to just be quiet and give this conversation the uh, attention it requires and 50 seconds starts now welcome to this movement of consciousness that is black for 30 um so the topic of conversation is the expectations of black men. <laughs> um, so the, the reason or, or like how this came about is through me having heard a lot of women have to share their stories, um, you know, whether that be uh, relationship wise um, or however many other issues that they face within society, black women, that is, of course. Um, and I kind of felt as if the conversation was tipped more to, to one side. So you weren't really getting to, to hear the male perspective. Um, and uh, it felt as if like there was more critiquing of black women um, and not enough of, of black men. So I figured to well my attempt of rectifying that um i thought i'd bring someone along to the conversation and i am hoping she's gonna well i want her to to run and lead the discussion because obviously um what really matters i think here is for men to be uh critiqued or, and examined so i'll let her introduce herself and the conversation <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm Tracy. Um, been here before. <laughs> so, I, wait, how did I introduce myself last time? Um, I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. A black woman, that, that is. Um, Zimbabwean born and uh, partially raised, but with the customs too, you know. Um, and um, yeah, like, I really like this conversation. Like, um, Fungai obviously mentioned that it's a, talking about the expectations of black men, which in itself, I'm a huge proponent for spoken expectations. Like actually really letting people know what the expectations are that you might have for them rather than sort of having it unspoken. Mm. Um, in particular to black men though, this is a very interesting thing, but I guess I'll speak 
all men in general, firstly. Yeah. Um, I guess I, as a woman, um, a black woman, that is, I prefer to be treated like a human. <laughs> as a, as a, right? Like, just so you're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> me, like any normal human being with kindness, compassion, and, you know, just care, love that you would try to give to someone um, that is also human and alive. <laughs> um, and I guess, obviously, it sounds very, like, comical, but if you think about it, like, I think as a baseline itself, um, like, how do you feel when you hear that? Like, just a woman actually saying, hey, just treat me like a human like being. Human. So, it, I guess it's like, it's, it's there's like two experiences, like, at least for me, right? I... I understand it, but also don't understand it, right? So I, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand it in as far as the women around me, um, I believe, don't feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like when, when, I, when I think of my, my sisters, um, you know, my aunt, uh, my nieces. So I, I, I don't understand it from that perspective. However, from, I guess, like the, the social uh, context, it, it, it's, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's shit, right? <laughs> the fact that, like, as as a person, you have to ask to be treated as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it kind of makes me think about, because um, that's our plight as Black people, that that's what we yeah. always find about, right? But then, I guess, mm-hmm. and also again, it's compounded for women, I guess, because now you're not only just, um, hated uh, and oppressed because you're black, but then it, you're also experiencing that because you're a woman. Yeah. And then imagine if, like, obviously for other people that identify as women, like, obviously I can't speak to the experiences, but how more compounding it is. And then if you have a disability, how, mm. like, or not able-bodied, that's a better language to use, yeah. like, how worse is it for you? So obviously, like, right now we're just speaking about like black women's experiences because that's where I can come from. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to hear that. Obviously you as one individual black man feel like it's shit right now <laughs> to be told <laughs> by another black woman to treat us like a human being. And don't get me wrong. I've got the men in my life that I would call close and that I love dearly. They treat me like a human being like, and if they slip up, I can recognize that maybe this is out of character for them because that's not who they are in general. And I I guess another thing is expectations wise. I think some black men think like black women hate them, but I would like to say like me as my own individual black person, uh, woman, I don't think it's like a hate. It's more like we have a way that we want to be treated. And when we pull someone up on it, it doesn't mean that we hate you. We're recognizing that you all also have flaws, but in saying that, please just like obviously work on that. Like, because you can't <laughs> the same issue over and over again and being like, I made a mistake, you know, and like, mm. like I, I think that's where the challenge, or I would say the dynamics then get sort of um, really blurred or somehow disrupted, I think, when people feel like they're being critiqued all the time, but it's like you're still making the same mistake <laughs> like mm. all the time. How, how do you not learn from your mistake of just treating someone like a decent human being? And 
it gets to that point, and this is why I want to bring that example we kind of spoke about offline, mm-hmm. but it was just around um, like that dynamic in the club where you're like, you just want to be enjoy yourself. Like, and then obviously being the person that is consciously aware of dynamics, <laughs> you're observing certain interactions. And then um, for one of the interactions I observed was a really beautiful woman approached by a black guy. She rejected him. But then his way of interacting, which was actually friendly and very obviously flirtatious, but also really just, I guess, complimentative and nice, kind of then turned sour. Like you could see that the guy, like obviously in his rejection, like felt uh, like this is just me theorizing, but it might be wrong, but just yeah. based on what I saw, he said, turned sour, became quite uh, not aggressive, but he was like, he, he became very, uh, not, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but you could see that he was now upset His at body her. Body language like changed. Yeah, body language changed. So, it like at first, uh, I was like, oh, okay, like it's just you know, like rejection. It hurts, but then like when you take that rejection to a level where you're now making the other person feel like shit because like you could see, like yeah, you could see how the 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 woman felt. You know, like you mm. her face was emotive. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like. like <laughs> well, I buy. Like, sorry for like letting you down with your entitlement. Like, I would find that interesting because, like, I mean, firstly, I think it's a you know it's an ego thing, right? Um, mm. it's just you can't allow your pride to accept the simple fact that there's someone out there that doesn't like you. Um, <laughs> and then, um people can't then deal with it because you then feel like you're being attacked, right? Like it, mm. it's nothing personal, <laughs> you know, mm. it's just that I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, really. It is. Yeah. Like, not everyone has to like you. And the thing is as well, like just what I always get from that is um, obviously the zero to a hundred, but in this very small context, like it was like, it was a simple someone's demeanor changed and he was very like annoyed and probably, I don't know, something happened for him to then make the other woman feel um, as, as unhappy as she was before when he first came in. Mm. But then imagine taking that context and scaling up to see what we know happens from those like minor interactions. Someone gets rejected. They might end up shooting up a school because they were rejected or they might end up killing um, the woman, like if given a chance, because how dare she not give me what I'm entitled to. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think obviously those like really micro events, like it's, and this is why I'm saying maybe it's a burden <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to have knowledge and to be conscious and then to then start really critiquing. But in itself, um, like I, I just think about like how it can escalate. Like in, in those situations, it's like, okay, cool. Nothing happened except he probably maybe made her feel um, really upset afterwards, but hopefully it doesn't escalate to anything else. Like he can learn to cope with that, um, I guess, rejection and rejection is not nice. So I obviously empathize with him and big ups to him for actually being courageous enough. Cause in itself, that's a huge thing to go up to someone and actually pick them up, you know? Mm. So, yeah. 
and that's the thing like rejection is is really difficult to to, to deal with right there's mm-hmm. something i recently learned which which i found to be like really interesting but also it kind of helps with um dealing with that like in the sense that so how people behave is just like how people behave towards you right is just a projection of what they think of you mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you think of it that way then if you don't if you look at me and like you don't like me or you don't feel attracted to me then that's okay that's your perception of me right mm-hmm. and i should then learn how to be able to just move on and mm-hmm. not have to make you feel shitty. Like, I've, yeah. I've heard, like, it, obviously, you can confirm this, right? Uh, or I'm hoping you can. So I've, I've heard about, like, so throwing the, the black dynamic into it. Um, I've heard that when dudes react that way, when black dudes react that way, when they're hitting uh, on black girls, it's because in some cases, um, they feel as if, you know, she should be honored that I'm picking her as a black chick as opposed to a, you know, a chick from any other race within, you know, that's in that club. So it's like, I don't know if it's a thing. Uh, it may have just been a one-off, but like, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. To be fair, I can't dismiss that. It, it could be an actual point, like, to be fair. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I can see some people feeling like they have that complex that they are someone's saviour because <laughs> somehow maybe they're playing into, again, that um, social conditioning or that, well, social, I would say, incorrect conditioning where they try to perceive black women as undesirable. Mm. But it's very interesting that, like, a black man might have that. But, hey, you never know, to be fair. Mm. Uh, mm, wow that just is such an interesting point and in itself it just makes you question a lot just around i guess what that person's own like worldview is like considering that they already have that perception that she's undesirable so i'm doing her a favor yeah. <laughs> it's like she rejects them you know what i mean because that's not someone you want to be with but, but then that, that sort of uh goes back to what we were talking about uh, before, right? That the whole idea that that sort of behavior speaks more about how you think of yourself and how you value yourself more than it does mm-hmm. about the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me to mm-hmm. think that as a black woman, you should be honored that I'm talking to you as opposed to speaking to a chick from any other race is crazy because like it, it automatically confirms that I don't value my own race. Mm-hmm. which is quite like it's quite conf- like really confounding isn't it like yeah. how do you have well I guess obviously there's a lot of self-esteem related stuff going on and probably um, <laughs> values and worth that's being attached incorrectly at some point there yeah. but and again I can I can empathize maybe like coming from a compassionate view, which remember how I was telling you, I'm trying to be more compassionate to people, yeah. even that and stuff. So um, I can just imagine like something must have happened to have that disconnect from, I guess, feeling empowered to be black and then to start feeling like superior over, because there's a lot of dynamics playing there. A, yeah. like, it's just, like, it's, like it's also like just being a man as one of the dynamics and then also mm desiring to be 
anti-blackness that's right there yeah but yeah you, you never know and obviously some people their consciousness to those behaviors might not be there in that moment so they might not perceive that whole i guess event or situation as a deeper conversation than she mm. should just be or she should be really happy that I'm talking to her. Or maybe he thinks that he's really good looking. Never know. It could be as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is it? Hubris, right? Um, Mm. Well, like, and I don't think there's enough, well, well, maybe maybe there's not enough self-reflection. Or I Mm. mean, and it's hard, right? You know, we're talking about how people are, are on different journeys. So, mm. like, everyone's at a different stage in life. So, it's like maybe they're just not ready to have that honest conversation with themselves to um, first be. Because when when I, when I think of a lot of people when they talk about you know um, you know black couples, you know power couples, all of that stuff, and I'm like, a, a big part of that working, I think it needs to be both individuals like really working on themselves, like in as far mm. as being comfortable with their black identity right mm-hmm. and and i think when when you have that going for yourself and then two of you come together i think that's dope mm-hmm. yeah no that's true actually because in itself i think you know how people tend to say relationships should be easy i think mm-hmm. that's a misconception because you need to work for it to be a healthy and very happy relationship you can't Mm. also happiness is like relative it goes up and down like literally Mm. it's like you (laughs) like you want a healthy relationship over a happy relationship yeah yeah because over time you're not always going to be happy but you work and you always actively choose the person that you're with and one of the biggest Mm. things i love and um took away from a lot of bell hooks work was around how uh, love isn't uh, it's a verb so it's about actions and doing things really to affirm i guess that you are making a choice to be with someone and trying to be healthy at all times yeah so Uh, yeah no it's very interesting (laughs) (laughs) i would have loved to hear that uh a couple years ago so Mm. uh (laughs) i had to realize this uh, some yeah, I think it was like last year's when I actually realized that this is what happened. So I was dating this chick, dope ass chick, right? Um, and I I missed out on that relationship. Like I, I missed out their relationship because um, I didn't know that you needed to work on a relationship. Silly as that sounds, like it it, it, it took me uh, about at least twelve months. To realize that, like, I was in a relationship and I was for a long time, right? As as dudes, and I'm speaking from experience, like, we've been taught how to mac on chicks, right? That's not the issue. But then we've never, I don't think we've, a lot of us have been taught how to then uh, nurture relationships. So mm. it's like you're in a relationship, and once you're in it, you're like, oh shit, okay, so what do I do now, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. so for me, I got into a relationship and. I just thought, all right, things are going to work out. Dope. And I just sit back. And I would complain about being bored and not satisfied. And I felt like things Mm. were stagnant. Right? Um, So ended up having to end that relationship. And, you know, fast forward months later, then I realized, oh, I needed to work on it. 
Yeah, I was like, were you the problem? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was like when I realized it, like I felt so stupid because I was like, mm. why on earth did I think it was just going to work itself out? And, you know, I was just going to mm. be with this person for the rest of my life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, do you know what, again, fantastic example in terms of how you actually need to work on things mm-hmm. and actually be actively present and constantly choosing um, to, I guess, work through things with that person. Um, the interesting thing is on a side note, mm-hmm. um, and it brought back the whole um, expectations from black men. And I just realized something mm-hmm. It's different from every woman because I noticed you refer to women as chicks and I was like, Ooh, that respect factor. But then I was like, <laughs> semantics. in my head, I was like, not semantics, semantics, because you know what? This is a colloquial term. It means nothing. It yeah. doesn't actually have anything to do with it. <laughs> Literally an internal dialogue whilst I was listening to you. Yeah. And obviously in that internal dialogue so I can continue to hear what you're actually saying, which was yeah. interesting in itself because that was a road for you um, with your self-discovery to be like, mm. wow, I actually need to put in effort. And I was just thinking as well, it's also around attachment styles. So like, you know, when you're younger and um, obviously if you had a secure attachment or insecure, whichever attachment style you had at a younger age, it also manifests in relationships. For, so for you, perhaps stability might like that stability you're experiencing manifested as um, boredom or that things were stagnant. But that's maybe because like you're not used to like just a safe relationship. Like I'm not like this is me theorizing. So this yeah, is yeah. not saying that. Thing yeah, yeah. Through. Like <laughs> in that situation, it just made me wonder if that's the case that that was going on for you, where you're like you're used to maybe like not saying drama, mm. but when things are actually, because like, good healthy relationships appear boring, but they're actually quite stable. And yeah. then where it's dramatic or where it's like, there's a lot of gut wrenching moments or like <laughs> heart beating fast type of moments, then sometimes it might indicate that maybe you're actually feeling quite um, heightened emotionally or threatened in some way. Uh, if You're not feeling safe. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, so that, that was also going through my mind. Sure, <laughs> uh, like you know, thinking of it though, um, for me it may also have been an, an, an aspect of not knowing myself. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so like the the boredom for me was, um, not because like you know, um, uh, I wanted the drama and, and the fights. Cause like, that's definitely not my personality. Uh, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was like, um, having interest in someone like, you know, um, mm-hmm. like I, I love to like talk about anything and everything. Like, um, I want to feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're both curious individuals, like curious in as far as like knowing each other, but then, um, curious in as far as also like exploring shit as a couple right mm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we weren't doing that and i think a, a big part of it though is because that version of me then is completely different to the version of me right now and mm, mm. so now i'm more sure of things that i really like and and things that really interest me um mm. and i'm more sure of what i would want in a 
woman in that sense as well. So, so I think it, because of that clarity, um, that element of boredom, I don't actually see anymore. Ooh, I love that for you because that's an evolution for yourself. But then what I'm hearing is technically you're saying that for you to have a fulfilled relationship, you really need to have a good relationship with yourself first so that yeah. you kind of actually are then curious and more interested in actually learning about your partner and growing with them as well and then exploring the world together. Yeah. So that's actually really nice. That's a great discovery for yeah. sure. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, I think it's it, it's almost like a really dope gift to just be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, yeah, big You're time, right. big time, right? Big time. So, is it then too much of a? <laughs> I was gonna say, is it too much of an ask to then have that expectations of other black men to just be like, hey, be sure of yourself before you come to me so that, you know, like, when we're together, <laughs> I'm sure other women will be like, that's at least the bare minimum that bare, I expect. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes you're asking for literally, like, I, like, and this is a thing, not critiquing um, black men or anything, but or mm. men in general. I think mm. it is actually a critique, but a constructive one. <laughs> so I would say, like, I guess I feel like, women we tend to ask for the bare minimum for example just making sure that like your basics are kind of sorted for example are you emotionally good do you regulate your emotions do you like just know how to handle your emotions but second part will be like hey like listen i might be able to look after myself so can you look after yourself like grooming wise showering um shaving (laughs) even like just looking after your environment cleaning that kind of stuff like bare minimum right like that's Mm. literally the essential right there like just to help you like survive so sometimes i think i'm like we're not asking for too much but it almost comes across as if like it's a lot it's like (laughs) then again that conscious thinking around how we are sort of read differently or nurtured differently in that as as men you're essentially told or at least taught that it's okay to grow up because someone will like not grow up um, looking after yourself because someone when you're in a partnership will be able to do that for you. But it's like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> like, like very least. But again, there are women that also prefer that. So if obviously you look for those people, like you can attract each other. Yeah. But sometimes I find that like people will try to attract a different kind of woman and then like you have tension over that and uh, I'm like there's nothing wrong with being interested in gender roles traditional gender roles mm. if both parties want it like yeah. yeah yeah but like I'm definitely not into it like uh, I, I would and this is the thing like my partner and I were very like honest about that like obviously like when it comes to like taking off the load like mm. I'll cook for him sometimes and he cooks for me sometimes but that's just like we're not even keeping tabs on it it's more like literally whoever feels like doing it does Mm. it whoever feels like cooking does it whoever feels like cleaning does it and like obviously things are not like someone feels like they're doing more of it then i'll be like hey buddy (laughs) yeah yeah a lot this time around can (laughs) you conversation that you need to have right and it's between the two of you and how but when you start having external influences where i know like again i'm just hypothesizing that some guys maybe congress 
and talk about how <laughs> they want a particular woman, like the woman cooks a mean meal for them and therefore they get ideas that maybe my woman should be doing that too. I, I don't know how it happens, but <laughs> sometimes we get that impression. <laughs> like guys well, talk about that stuff. <laughs> so I, I mean, I think we can both agree that the, the problem is, well, one of the problems, right, is that black men don't have a lot of conversations, like open conversations about real shit. Um, mm -hmm. So there's two ways I see it, right? So there's a conversation I, I should be having with another black dude, right? In as far as, you know, accountability um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and just talking about, you know, what relationships should be like so mm. we can exchange notes ideas and like learn from each other right but we don't we don't really have a lot of spaces where we have those conversations so i think that's the first problem mm. the second one is that there's also not a lot of spaces where black men and black women are having that conversation too so you have these expectations to what you said early on right so you as a black woman have these expectations, but I don't know about them because we don't talk. The only times we talk is when we're in the club and I'm trying to pick you up, right? <laughs> so if, if, if I don't know what black women yes. want at the bare minimum, I'm going to keep fucking up, right? So, Wait, Sorry to interrupt you, but to that yeah. point though, uh -huh. wouldn't the first step for you to do is ask the person like obviously when you're picking up someone in a club it's different but mm. once you get to know them and you want to be with them like wouldn't you want to understand what the expectations are like kind of have an understanding of how the other person wants to be loved in a relationship and vice versa true so that and here's what here's where the problem is right dudes don't quite know how to have those conversations right so mm -hmm we definitely have to do work ourselves to get there. Mm. However, I also think it is of benefit to both parties if black women also help from another angle, right? So I think mm. we are accountable. Like, as black men, we have to be accountable for, for our own actions and behaviors, right? Um, mm. However, within that, I think black women can also play a part in as far as, like, help me see that I should be thinking about shit like that. I should be talking about stuff like that because mm. – I don't talk about it with with my mates anyway, right? Mm, so mm, mm. I don't have like for me, um, you know, like my 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 dad passed away like really early, um, and mm -hmm. um, I never really got to see a you know a mom and dad sort of like a typical mom and dad uh, relationship to to I guess like use as a role model, right? Mm. So, um. And along the way, I have I've sort of like had to like patchwork and figure out how relationships work. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of dudes are in that position. Of of course, di different background, but like they're in that position where they don't quite understand how relationships are meant to work. Healthy relationships mm -hmm. are meant to work, right? So, if I'm in that position, it's like, yes, I have to do the work to for me to actually see that um, I'm, I've been approaching this, you know, and in the wrong way and mm. how I need to, to grow a relationship. And so I should be talking to my friends about stuff like that and learning from mm. them, right? But then I also think have, having women help from, an, from another angle would really help 
with mm-hmm. how those relationships. Yeah, for sure. And I think I was going to make a joke, which was basically. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. I was like, that's a new problem. <laughs> what? I'm joking. <laughs> I completely agree. Like, trust me, I think in my younger days, I would have said that for sure, that like, it's a you problem. Mm. <laughs> but I like, obviously with age and more maturity, I'd say. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think there is space, especially, I think, um, one of my biggest takeaways and learning steep that I've sort of had to go through was healing ha- ha- happened in relationships and healthy relationships that is. So obviously if you are a guy and you've got friends that are women, I think tap into those resources, actually be mm. learn to be vulnerable through those, com- like through those relationships. Sorry. And part of it like said is having those conversations. And then obviously with guys, I can't, I can't give you a solution with that one. Like, so how yeah. do you guys start try to have conversations? Obviously, this is nice, but like, how do you actually get to a point where someone like we've talked about people being at different journeys, right? And how do you get to someone who hasn't been conscious at all about a lot of things to start making them think about, okay, perhaps let me start learning to voice like just what expectations are in a relationship. Mm. Maybe I don't want to um, be with one woman. I want to explore and have multiple women. I have different sexual needs, that kind of stuff. So it's like, how can you start having conversations with your dudes? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because I think it's important. Yeah. It, it, it's a hard one. It's, it's, it's a hard mm-hmm. one. Like I, I think I've come to a point where I believe that, the strongest way to get a lot of black dudes to realize the benefit of it is if they can see a, the next black dude have a really awesome and healthy relationship. And it's like, I want that. Right. And mm-hmm. like, how do I get that? And then they realize, okay, this dude actually puts in work because like he, he meets with this, you know, group of like two other guys and like they hang out. Cause one of a lot of, a lot of dudes, want to create you know groups where people hang out and they want to create like events where, where where other black men hang out but people wait for numbers like what we we're saying before right it's like oh we need mm-hmm. to have so many numbers i'm like yeah but like mm-hmm. start with you know think big but start small so if i start having those sort of conversations with the people that are immediately around me so mm-hmm. you know, the the three people that are around me they like our behaviors will change mm-hmm. and they also know three other people that are around them and so forth and mm-hmm. so forth. And, and, and it starts to, to multiply that way. Right. So mm-hmm. what, at least what I do personally is I try to have honest conversations with, with my mates. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's difficult. I'll, I'll, I'll admit like, um, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, stuff like, like cheating. That's probably like one of the biggest issues around black dudes, right? Um, mm. and mm-hmm. just so, admit like you, you're not ready to be with one person or yeah. that emotionally. Cause cheating is a lot to do with you rather than like the other person. So it's like, what's going on internally for you to then like need to have external validation or external comfort or whatever it is that you need. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're not like, it's, even then it's never really just about sex unless if you actually like have a 
I guess a sex addiction, but like that's, I feel like that's actually rare to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) That that say that they've got a high sex drive, most likely don't. It's really a lot of emotional needs. (laughs) And, and, and that, and that's the thing, right? So what you're saying, it's, it's, it's okay if you want to have sex with multiple women, then just Mm -hmm. tell them. Like I, I, I've, I've said this a couple of times, like with dudes, I'm like, uh, I remember I was having a conversation and people were mad. They're like, oh, she's stressing me out. I was like, okay, cool. But what are you doing there? Like you're, you're, you're out and you're trying to pick up other girls. Right. And like, um, (laughs) 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 so, so I was like, bro, I don't have an issue with you wanting to sleep with as many women as you want, right? Um, it's just pick one. Like if, if you mm. decide that you, you want to be in a relationship, then just stay in the relationship, right? Try work it out. If it doesn't work out, then end the relationship, bro, because it's not good for either of you, right? Or if you want to – but if you didn't decide that you want to have sex with some like with multiple women, then – you need to be open about it. Tell them so mm-hmm. that you know. And that way, your ass is not stressed. You can yeah. have sex with as many women as you want, and they won't give mm-hmm. you any headaches. But when you lie... And by the way, mm. for them, when they say that they're open, they better be open for their partner to do the same. So they can't just be like, it's one-sided. <laughs> then men often have that like entitlement thing where it's like, no, 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 I just met me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So no, you can't have ownership <laughs> over someone. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a good point. Yeah, it's it Sorry, I said good job for keeping your uh, dudes um accountable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's funny, like whenever you ask a dude the reverse of that scenario, because that always seems to stump them. Right? It's like then they mm-hmm. go quiet, then they are uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like you, you do see where the problem is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, no. I think, I think, yeah, you're on the ball there about keeping your, um, your, like one of the steps that guys can sort of help each other mm. is really to be vulnerable and continue those conversations. And it just takes one person, like be brave, be the courageous one of your group to just be like, bruh, I don't think what you're doing is good. Or even like, for, like, cause I kid you not, like, I don't think you'll be identifying, but there was a time someone once said that, oh, no, no, that will, it's, it's actually the person might, no, they Figure won't, maybe they won't listen to, yeah, they won't listen to your podcast, <laughs> but someone, <laughs> um, like they don't believe in like drug, ad- uh, sorry, alcohol, alcoholism or alcohol, like addiction. And it was one of those things I was like, huh, interesting. Like, cause Everyone has their beliefs, but it's one yeah. of those things where I'm like, wow, like that, that kind of gave me a huge, I guess, awareness of how much alcohol and other drug issues, like literacy, we need to sort of impart in the community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if someone doesn't actually believe in that, like, then technically, maybe they're surrounded by people with actual alcohol addiction, but they can't actually recognize it because they don't think it's a thing like they just think maybe alcohol is the best way to cope with things or whatever you know what I mean so I'm like that is yeah that's saying something like just as simple as that just being able to bring that awareness within your own groups will be 
like helpful to then sort of like start conversations and plant a seed a little bit in someone's mind. So translating that into obviously accountability around cheating and mm. <laughs> given what we're talking about, expectations and just how to have conversations with black women, it will be exactly like that. Just plant a seed, have that one person <laughs> that's a little bit more courageous and hopefully they can um, talk to their boys. <laughs> I hope this was a learning experience to adopt and change the way you think and live. The goal is for us, and that includes you, to be able to see ourselves for who we are so we can accept the person in the mirror and begin to value ourselves. Whether you agreed, opposed, or were offended by some of the content, I encourage you to engage with me so we can have positive discussions in trying to understand each other. So send your comments, reviews, or feedback to our Instagram, blackfor30, or an email to admin at blackfor30.com. If you believe someone will benefit from this episode, please share it. When you get to the end of this recording, please subscribe to Black for 30 wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your time, and I wish for you to join me again.